on the No More Late Feast podcast. Our pal Anjali is back and ready to get cheetalicious with us. Welcome, Anjali. Hi, guys. Oh, I'm so happy to be back. We're so happy to have you back. I, honestly, we had so many compliments on our Ease Bayou episode with you. So yeah. many people. Yeah. it's both that episode is one of our top episodes just personally our favorite but (laughs) the discussions around just culture and living in the south and south like we've just gotten really really good feedback from that episode so great I love it yay (laughs) (laughs) so we were really happy to have you back on because we know down to your roots you Mm -hmm. love you love yourself some cheetah girls. So I do. I do. my friend's so always we... like, you have a PhD in cheetah. And I'm like, you know what? That's kind of true. <laughs> You're even uh, repping cheetah today. I, I had to. I felt like, because you guys always have the background. I was like, I don't know I can do a background, but I can definitely put on some cheetah. I, I knew you would be excited for this. And, and we're as soon as Jackie and I were doing the calendar and we were looking at what anniversaries were coming up and we were just like, we both looked at each other. We already knew who was going to be the guest. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy to be the guest. You have no idea how much I love talking about this movie. And this whole series. It's how we found you on TikTok. So it's, it's kismet. Yes. <laughs> so how are things been going for you on your end? Anything really? new? Not necessarily anything new, just constantly trying to make content. Um, a lot of my content started to move more towards musical theater. And it's so interesting because recently I've had a lot more comments be like, we miss your decom content. We know that you've gone through a lot of the decoms, but like bring that back. We love those memories. So I'm definitely going to get back into doing decom content too. Make sure everybody gets exactly what they need out of my content. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. I, we, I mean, obviously we are recording during the strike so we are going to be doing some other like 90s 2000s content so we had I think one of the on the ideas list was talking about uh just like in the 2000s in the 90s there was like a lot of big celebrities that went to Broadway they were kind of like stunt castings some were just really amazing can't wait to kind of look into that Jackie and I went to New York I think 2005 was it was it 2005? Yes, 2005. And we got to see Sweet Charity with, who was it, Jackie? Christina Applegate. Yes. Yep. And that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I know back in the 90s, we got Tony Braxton as Belle, mm-hmm. which was wonderful. I think yes. she was the first Black woman to play Belle. She was. So yeah, that should be a fun kind of dive. And we definitely know who to call to be a guest mm-hmm. on that one. Yep. <laughs> I have a lot of knowledge about that. My favorite one that was almost, it actually did not happen, was Maya. She was supposed to step in on Broadway, and I think she messed her ankle or her knee, something like that, and ended up having to pull herself back out. It was very sad, because I love Maya as a like a performer, and yeah. she, because she can tap dance, obviously she has the skill to be on Broadway, so it was very like frustrating, because I was like, I love her, what happened? Yeah. What, so... She heard which musical was it for? Oh, was it Chicago? Because I, I know she was I in the Chicago think it's movie. Chicago because yeah. she's in the movie. I don't think it was Chicago. Maybe it was though. Maybe she was supposed to step in as Roxy instead yeah. of just being an ensemble character. But she's always 
somebody that I think about when I'm like, okay, it's been a couple of years. She's probably healed by now, bringing her back. Like whatever the idea was then, she could probably still do it now. Like, yeah. I always loved that she could tap dance because yes. I love tap dancing. And I remember like the first video I saw, I was like, my girl can tap. Oh, <laughs> very I was exciting. very excited. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we have a game. It's the Girls of Disney Channel Challenge, and it's rank them, essentially. Jackie's going to give you some stars of the early Disney Channel years, and you have to rank them one through five. One being the best, five being not the best, but, you know, it's some stiff competition. And you don't know which one's coming next. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so our first one is Kirsten Storms. Oh, I love her. I feel like even she becomes maybe three or four. She wasn't. She was Bonnie. four, I think, because she did all three Xenons, and then she did, like you said, Johnny Tsunami. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she was in any other ones, and I it's think possible her voice. Yes. And did she, was she a guest star on maybe some decop, just Disney Channel shows? She was a guest star on That's a Raven. She was in an episode where it was like her and Raven battling for the best party because they had the same outfit, something along those lines. Yeah. I feel like she's a good middle ground because I don't know what's coming next. So maybe three. Okay. Perfect. Our next one is Kimberly J. Brown. Oh, I love her. I'm going to put her at two. I love Halloween Town growing up. I don't have as strong of a frustration that she wasn't in the fourth one, but I do quite love her. And she was great in Quince. When she had her breakdown in Quince, in Quince I cried because that was like real acting for me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Raven Simone. It feels blasphemous to not say number one, especially because we're talking about the Cheetah Girls. Like, she is pretty much the Disney queen. Like, when you think Disney Channel, you think So, I'm going to put her number one for sure. Yeah. Hillary Duff. Oh, love her. Her hairstyles are still iconic, and I love that people are still creating them. I'm scared about who's last. That's why I'm putting her at five, because I love Hillary but I'm just terrified that you're going to give me somebody that I know is like a Brenda song or something like that. Mm-hmm. And you guessed correctly, five is Brenda song. <laughs> I love her. She's still working for Disney. I'm putting her at number four. I love her. She is an OG. Like her and Raven, you know, Hillary was like early on. Mm-hmm. Hillary carried she definitely brought in the whole music stuff that I don't think even Disney was thinking about like can we talk about how Disney fumbled a bag when they had Justin Timberlake Britney Spears Ryan Gosling and Christina Aguilera on their channel and like canceled the Mickey Mouse Club didn't give them none of them had record deals with Disney like I know that they must have really hurt their their brains with that one oh absolutely and then with Hillary, it was Hillary pushing to do the music. Because mm-hmm. she always wanted to be a singer. She was like, yeah. I love acting, but I always wanted to be a singer. And I think now, 
maybe I heard this in an interview and don't really remember. I think now it's been like where she's like, I love singing, but like acting is my real passion, which tends to happen when you have somebody who ends up being like triple threat. One thing becomes more prominent than another. Yeah. I think Hillary's a better actor than singer, but my mom, it's so funny. She she will fight you on saying if like if you're like Hillary's like, she's okay. She's like, no. There's something about her voice that's a little <laughs> unique. I'm like, what? My mom says it too. My mom's like, she has a rasp. And I'm like, what are you listening to? Explain <laughs> that to me. I don't hear it. <laughs> I love Hillary, but like the way my mom goes hard for her, just very, very perplexed about that. <laughs> hey, when you're a fan, you're a fan. Yeah. <laughs> Christine, she defends Hillary Duff and me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hundred <laughs> percent so after looking at all the people that possibly could have been in the, the first cheetah girls movie i have to ask all of us if you could recast the cheetah girls who would you add or change and why now i think to make it fun is to keep it for that time frame actresses that would have worked at that time Honestly, I yeah, I'm gonna let let you guys think about it for a second, and then if you have any ideas, throw them out there. I'm gonna go first because I've already thought about this. <laughs> I think I did a video on this, so I'm sure you guys know. In doing research, Solange was supposed to play Aqua, yeah, Mexico, and then Matthew, her father, pulled her because Solange ended up having to do some things for her album, and she couldn't end up doing the album and the movie at the same time. Would have loved to see Solange in this movie, especially because she doesn't get her acting debut until Bring It On, which I think was 2007 when she did that. So it's still a little bit more time. Granted, she was a better actress by that time, but still, it would have been great to see her do something really young, kind of step out from Beyonce's shadow. Yeah. Uh, so I think that would have been a great idea. I also think about Zoe Kravitz being cast as Dorinda. Hmm. Zoe's also a really good dancer. And I just think that like she would have brought something really interesting and raw to Dorinda's performance because I think of all four girls, Dorinda's the most emotionally driven because she hides her emotions so much. Yeah. She hides so much about her life that when she has that emotional breakdown with Chanel, you can feel her pain and her frustration at not knowing who she is or where she comes from. So I think Zoe, because she's such a raw actress, like just emotionally, she's always raw. That Zoe would have been great for some as well. I I I like those picks. I would have never even thought about Zoe. I totally forgot she would have been in the age range around that time. Yeah. I will probably say this a lot during the episode. I I would have been fine if Keely wasn't in this movie at all. Hundred percent. Sorry, not sorry. And the fact that I saw that Naya Rivera auditioned and didn't get it. And didn't get it. I was yeah. like, are y'all fucking blind? The yeah. the vocals alone. Yeah. The the what so we could have had. So this year for the Cheetah Girls and she auditioned for the high school musical. Just immediate frustration with Disney and like she had so much talent that y'all just yeah. kind of wasted because at a certain point when you tell an actor no, 
four or five times, they're not going to come back. They're right. not going to audition for you again. So, good for Naya for getting glee, but like, we could have had a really amazing lineup for the Cheetah. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Trying to think of anybody else that would have been good. Maybe Kiki would have been too young back then, but a Kiki Palmer would have been great too. Just to see her and Raven in something together. Yeah. I saw their interview recently and I just like, it made me so happy. They're so funny and ridiculous. Yes. <laughs> yep. Love them. Do you have anybody, Jackie? I don't because I had never seen this movie before today. <laughs> <laughs> so I had no feelings. <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah, I just if Keely would have been gone. Yeah. Or Natori. Is that her name? Natari from yeah. 3LW? Yeah. I would have. Hell yeah. She her vocals would have carried, and we now know she's an amazing actress. There's there's so much frustration for me in particular around the casting of Aqua, not just because of the snafu situation with Solange and Keely, but because in the books there's twins, Aquanet and Anjanette, and then Disney when they were casting for the film kept saying that they couldn't find twins in the right age range that would play these characters believably in this and that and a third. So they ended up cutting Anjanette completely and just made Aqua a solo character, which eh, is fine, but there's also a lot of um, personality aspects from the book that they just completely ignored for Aqua even moving forward with a singular character because in the book, Aqua and Anjanette are the strongest voices in the group. It's not Chanel, it's not Galleria, it's Aqua. Aqua's the singer. And then you get yeah. Keely, which no shade. She can carry a tune, which is great. But you're not the singer. No. So then that just kind of takes away people who are like, who were like me, who were literally holding the book while they were watching the movie. Right. What about the twins that are friends with Khloe Kardashian that were, were in they Sky were High? ATL. Yes, and then ATL. Um, I don't remember their Michaela, name. Michaela, was it Michaela? Is that yes. her name? Yeah, one of them. Um, I just I wonder. Know. Maybe they didn't know how to sing, but they would have been the t- the perfect age range. Yeah, that's true. I don't know that they were auditioning at that time because I'm trying yeah. to think. When did Sky High come out? Maybe 2005. 2005. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that I know that <laughs> Disney knowledge never goes away. I'm telling you, right now, <laughs> ever. But it's just sad, like, because I just don't think they were trying hard enough to yeah. find the twins. Yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, a lot of people have brought up Tia and Tamara, and granted, at the time, Tia and Tamara were older than they would have wanted. But it didn't make sense. It felt like there was no effort put into it. Because even then, when you're looking for twins, if you don't put out the feelers and say, we want twins, we need twins, it felt like they gave up on the whole twin idea too quickly. Do you think that they didn't do it because there would have been too many black girls in the group? I honestly, I think Disney is lazy. And I also think that's a part of it because there's less actors to pay if you have four actors versus five. Right. And also it's very easy to forget Anjanette as a character because she was the quiet one in the book. So you can very easily say, oh, well, she was the quiet one. She wasn't, nobody paid attention to her. She never narrated her own book. Of course, we're going to cut her. That's, a very easy excuse to make but the cheetah girls is the 
third Disney movie to feature a black girl as a lead character. Um, the first, I think, was The Color of Friendship, and then The Poof Point, and then The Cheetah Girls. And so I think at that point, Disney was kind of like, well, black girls aren't necessarily marketable. So putting, you know, multiple black girls on screen is maybe not the best idea. Because that's also how you ended up with Sabrina Bryan being cast as Dorinda, because Deborah Martin Chase, who's one of the producers, said that she didn't want the cheetahs to become a black thing. So she wanted the group to look diverse. So she was hoping that every girl would see herself as a cheetah girl and was kind of pushing Disney to avoid casting more black girls than was necessary. Really? Yeah. Isn't so, she black? Yes. But, but Sabrina Jesus. talks about it. Sabrina talks about it in her interview. I tried to find this interview over and over throughout the years. I'll find tiny clips of it, but not all of it. Sabrina said when she went into her audition, there were girls of every different ethnicity, color, creed, everything. Because Disney had no idea what they wanted to do, but they didn't want the film to be perceived as a black film and therefore ostracized white girls. So the idea was just bring in everybody, doesn't matter what they look like. We're just trying to find somebody who's going to fit with the other girls. It's just like they don't understand that it doesn't ostracize. I mean, Raven herself has proven that with her TV show because right. it's the longest running show that they've had on Disney. And I mean, but with besides like her friend, everybody in the cast was black. Yeah. But the new ones they've changed it a few times and I'm like I don't know what they're doing over there but yeah ridiculous because I think if it's just a cute storyline and kids just love the music they don't care especially the music because it was one of the first if not the first decom that featured music very heavily as a plot point kids love musicals we're very invested in a musical like the song we don't talk about Bruno I have heard more times than I need to. Kids <laughs> love music. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm very excited for our episode because <laughs> we dig even deeper. But I think the last time you were here, we hadn't solidified this segment in our trailers, which is employee picks. Tell her about it, Jackie. So as Blockbuster employees, we got to put our employee picks on the wall and recommend to customers. So you are now an honorary Blockbuster employee and we <laughs> want to know your employee picks from, and they can be from 95 to 2005. I'm going to be basic and say the Cheetah Girls. Definitely one of those movies that I could watch literally anytime. Cleaning my house, doing the dishes, folding laundry. I could watch this movie to fall asleep for the rest of my life and be completely fine with that. Um, trying to make sure I stay within the age range and I think this is one of them a walk to remember it is yes I love a walk to remember I remember that being one of the first movies that I physically like just bawled like I could not collect myself after watching the movie just cried and cried and cried definitely a movie that I would watch over again honestly I would probably pick another decom and it would be Brink I love Brink. I don't know why either. I don't. I have don't know either. With, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I can't roller skate really well or anything. I do I. But Brink is one of those movies that, like, every time it comes on, I just feel this like little joy starts happening in my heart. I'm like, oh, I love this movie. 
we are actually doing that movie in a few in a few episodes yeah. and I remember during the pandemic I was like oh I'm gonna go watch my decoms and I started with Brink and I said oh lord I don't think I I don't think I'm ready for this this terrible and the so thing that I bad. can't let go I actually have to skip through the scene because it's so bad when they're getting bullied in the lunchroom the I don't remember his character's name but the black guy's hairline I can't <laughs> He's way too close to the screen for his hairline to be looking like that, and I fast forward every time. Is it so like, is it Walt? Is it Walter Jones? Is it the Black I Ranger? I think so. I think so. And I'm like, why did they not? Oh, this bad to have bad lineup. Well, come on, we already know that they don't have. Yeah, they don't. The, to this day, we're still struggling with having people of color behind the scenes yep. to take care of the actors' hair and makeup. Mm-hmm. Like, especially since for some reason, white people cannot learn how to take care of black hair in their profession. Yeah. Which that's another day. Yeah. I'm always like, <laughs> you go to hair school, school, right? Is the operative word. So, shouldn't you learn all the hair? You would think. <laughs> Anywho, yeah, that's disheartening because I think when I saw him on screen, I was like, he's too old to be in this movie. Are too old. Cool. yeah can't wait can't <laughs> wait for that so why don't you tell everyone where they can find you on social you can find me on tiktok anjali desiree i'm very active on tiktok it's probably the best place to locate me and i am i read every comment respond to everything i'm not hiding in the shadows if you have questions please ask me anything on tiktok i will respond believe me <laughs> And we are in the shadows, but you can still follow us at No More Late Feet. <laughs> so TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Threads. I'm just kidding. We we respond. We try. We do. Um, as long as you're nice. We won't respond if you're trolling us. Yeah, I, I just block. Be blocked and be blessed, as Amanda Seal says. So. <laughs> <laughs> so stay tuned for our Cheetah Girls episode with Anjali later this week. And as always, be kind and rewind.